Abbott and Costello program, brought to you by Camel, the cigarette that's first in the service according to actual sales records. See if your throat and your taste don't make Camel a first with you, too. Find out for yourself. Listen to the danceable rhythms of Freddie Rich and his orchestra, the sweet and swingy songs of Connie Haynes, and that very familiar roly-poly figure whose sweet, mellow voice whispers... at the Los Angeles Railroad Station back home again. Those zestful zanies and screwy stars, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. <laughs> Hollywood, last stop, all out for Hollywood. Hey, Abbott, Abbott, oh boy, Abbott. Where are you? Here I am, oh. here I am. Oh. Oh, oh, hello, Bud. Welcome, Costello, mm. welcome home. Boys, good to see you. How was your train trip? Oh, Abbott, what a trip. What do you mean? I was seasick all the way from Chicago. Seasick? Yeah. Seasick? How, how could you be seasick on a train? Oh, I was sitting between two waves. I... <laughs> well, everybody's glad to see you back, Costello. Hey, look. Look at those five beautiful girls over there waving Ooh. their handkerchiefs at you. Oh, they're waving their handkerchiefs at yeah. me. That's the first clean laundry I've seen in two weeks. <laughs> you thought I lost my place, huh? I beg your pardon, are you Mr. Costello? That's me. Allow me to officially welcome you back to Hollywood. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Who are you, the mayor? No, just another bum. <laughs> you know, it's nice to be home among your friends. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But Say, tell me, Costello... How, how did you enjoy your visit up to your Uncle uh, Marty's farm? Oh, it was great, Abbott. I spent the whole summer taking care of the pigs. Those little pigs loved me like a little brother. Well, I... <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. Gee, Abbott, those little pigs were cute. But the big pig was afraid of them. The big pig was afraid of the little pigs? Yeah, the little pigs used to chase the big pig all around the pen. No. And then he, until he fell down. Yes. And then the little pigs would jump on a big pig and chew all the buttons off his vest. <laughs> Uh, look, Lo, how, how about the crops? Did you have anything to do with the crops? Oh, I shot crops every night. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, did you help with the uh, planting? Did you uh, sow the seed? Uh, did I what? I said, did you sow the seed? I didn't even know it was ripped. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. When I, when I say so, I don't mean sow, S-E-W. I mean sow, S-O-W. So. So what? So, <laughs> sow the seed. You see, you've sow got... Sow the seed. Yeah, you, you've got to sow the seed before you reap it. You sow it first and reap it later. Now, what kind of talk is that? I used to reap my seed first and my mother would sow it later. <laughs> Look, Costello, when I say reap, I don't mean reap like rip when you rip. I mean reap like you reap when you sow. When you say reap like you reap when you rip, you don't mean rip like you rip when you reap. You mean reap like you reap when you sow. So? Now you've got it. Now I've got it. Now you've got it. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Look, Costello. 
Look, I'll, I'll try to explain. I'll try to explain what sow the seed means. Suppose you were planting tomatoes. To what? Tomatoes. <laughs> oh, why do I have to wait till tomato? <laughs> why can't I eat them and plant them today? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So you're planting tomatoes today. Now, when they grow up, what do you do with them? I eat them. Oh, no, wait a minute. Now, you can't eat all of them. Oh, why not? They're my tomatoes. I planted them. I'm, I'm going to eat now, them. Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. You can't eat They're all... They're my tomatoes. You can't eat all those tomatoes alone. Well, I... I don't eat them alone. Oh, that's better. I put salt and pepper on them. <laughs> Look, you dummy. You've got a whole feed of tomatoes. You can't possibly eat them all, so you eat what you can, and what you can't eat, you can. Well, sure. I mean, any... Could I have that again? <laughs> Certainly. Only this time, spread it out. All right, look. Let me get a good look at what you're saying. All right, all right, now look. Make it good, because we got stiff competition. All right, all right, all right, all right, look. Look, look, you've got all those tomatoes. Now you eat what you can, and what you can't eat, you can. I can what? What you can. I can what I can't. That's right. Look, I'm willing to forget the whole thing, brother. No, you don't. I'm trying to tell you that you don't eat... Let's go back to soda reap. Now, listen, wait a minute. No, no, we're not going back. We'll stick to the tomatoes. I'm just trying to tell you that you can't eat all the tomatoes. You can only eat what you can, and what you can't eat, you can. You know, there's only one way to settle the whole thing. How is that? We'll throw away all the tomatoes and eat the can. <laughs> Costello, you're impossible. But let's forget about it. Come on, let's... Hey, wait a minute, by the way, did you make any money on the farm? Yeah, I'm, I'm, here's my paycheck, send me $5. Say, that's fine. Just give me the check and I'll sign your name on the back and deposit the check in my bank. Oh, you can't do that. That's against the law. You can't, you can't send, sign my name on a check. What? That's froggery. Nah, <laughs> froggery. You, you, uh, yeah, no. froggery. No, no, you mean... You go to jail and leaps. No, 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 you mean, you mean forgery. Forge, forge. Oh, forge. Yes. No, oh, that's what me and my girl made last night. You made forge? <laughs> We did, too. You made forge? We made forge last night. What are you talking about? We made chocolate-covered forge. <laughs> oh, please talk sense. With walnuts. Look, all right, look. Listen, Lou. I have a perfect right to sign your checks. Now, as your partner, remember, I have power of attorney. Well, remind me to have the power shut off. Now, <laughs> give me that check and I'll cash it and take my share. I wouldn't do that if I was you, Abbott. Why not? Because if you take my money, you're going to wind up in a can. And when you're in the can, you can't eat, and you can't can. Not even what you can while you're in the can. Because while you're in the can, you're in a fine fix, Abbott. So help me and see This is Ken Nile speaking. And like everyone else tonight, may I say, and it's from the heart, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be back with Lou and Bud and Camels, you know? I've kind of missed stepping up to this microphone and telling you about the wonderful mildness of Camels and the rich, full, fresh flavor of that superb blend of costlier tobaccos. The mildness and the flavor that you ought to try on your own tea zone. That's tea for taste and tea for throat, the true proving ground for cigarettes. Let your own throat and your own taste tell you which cigarette is best for you. Try Camels on your tea zone right away. Today... C-A-M-E-L-S Camels are still camels, war or peace.
for their welcome home to Abbott and Costello, and for your listening pleasure, Freddie Rich and his orchestra play the nation's favorite tune, I'll Walk Alone. You've got $75 you made on the farm. We're going to find out what people are going to buy when the war is over. Yeah. And we'll invest your money in the thing that everybody wants the most. How can you invest money in necking? Oh! <laughs> Come on, look. We'll make a house-to-house canvas. Canvas? Yes. You mean we're going to make tents for people to live in? Of course not. People don't live in tents. How about the people on Tent Street? No, no. <laughs> Never mind. Hey, we'll start with this big house right here. Now, ring the bell and ask them what they want to buy most when the war is over. But, Abbott, look, there's a sign on the door. What's it say? It says, Swing Shift Welder, Day Sleeper, Do Not Disturb. This means you, police. I wouldn't mind it, but he's got police all underlined. Oh, come, come, come. Pay no attention to the sign. Go ahead and ring the bell. I know, but I... I, I ring the bell. Okay. Well, no answer. I, I... <laughs> he ain't home. Let's go. Come here. Come here. Come here. Go ahead and ring that bell. Go on. Okay, okay. Oh, wait a minute. Well, I get over here. Well, blubberhead, what do you want? I want to go home to my mama <laughs> uh, Good afternoon, sir We'd like Afternoon? To... Do you mean you woke me up in the middle of the day? Can't you read that sign? Why, you fathead I got a good notion to break every bone in your body Just a minute Just a minute, brother I dare you to strike my little friend Yeah, you heard him yeah. I dare you to strike his little friend yeah. I'm his little friend Go on, strike me. What am I saying? <laughs> All right, lardhead, you asked for it. <laughs> Abbott, I think I'll mark him down as doubtful. Oh. <laughs> Come on, pick yourself up, you coward. Hey, wait a minute. Look, there's a kindly-looking woman going into the house next door. Go ahead. Now, speak to her. How do you do, madam? Well, snap my girdle and call me anytime. It's a man. Where? <laughs> Oh, do come in, Mr. Costello You cute little snuggle bug I've always been one of your greatest admirers Oh, you don't know what seeing you on the screen Can do to the heart of a young girl But I wasn't on the screen when you were, when you were a young girl They used magic lanterns No, 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 quiet Magic lanterns All right, all right, quiet, please What do you know? All right, quiet, Costello <laughs> Lady, we'd just like to find out What you are going to do when the war is over Why wait till the war is over? <laughs> Look, lady, we just came here to ask you one question. The answer is yes. <laughs> uh, 
Abbott, let's go back to the welder's house. That's the first time I ever slammed the door in my own face. And listen, Abbott, I ain't knocking on any more doors. No, oh, no, don't be silly. Remember, Costello, we still don't know what to invest your money in. Let, let, let's try one more house. Come on. I, 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 I always come in handy. Hey, look, Costello, it's our old friend Kitzel. What can I do for you, my happy champions? My friend Costello here is looking for a good place to invest his money for post-war security. Oh, now you're talking my language, if that's possible. <laughs> uh, for $100, I'll take you in my clothing business as a senior partner. But I've only got $75. Uh, come in, Junior. <laughs> uh, just a minute, Mr. Kitzel. First, we've got to know what kind of clothes you make. Now, right here over my arm, I got a coat that I just now finished for Fibber McGee. Fibber McGee? Uh -huh. It looks uh, kind of shiny. Of course, that's a self-polishing glow coat. <laughs> and you know something? With this suit, I'm giving you free of charge three pairs of suspenders. I don't wear suspenders. Well, how do you keep up your pants? My stomach establishes a beachhead, and the rear guard holds it. <laughs> Oh, come on, Costello, we're wasting time. Just a second, just a second now, boys. You haven't seen all my stock yet. Why, I got here toothpicks, candlesticks, and all kinds of knock-knicks, freezers, tweezers, and powder for your beezers, doorknobs, corn cups, and rubber plugs for bathtub, shirts, skirts, and a third at night. Not to mention... Sickles, pickles, and underwear that tickles, salamis, pastamis, and second-hand pajamas, slacks, tacks, and mirrors with cracks, glue, stew, and poo-poo to you. And, and the dawn comes up, up like thunder from the landlord. Well, here's lovely Connie Haynes to sing one of the season's most popular tunes, Swingin' on a Star. Would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar And be better off than you are Or would you rather be a mule? A mule is an animal with long funny ears He kicks up at anything he hears His back is brawny and his brain is weak He's just plain stupid with a stubborn streak And by the way, if you hate to go to school You may grow up to be a mule Or would you like to swing on a star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar And be better off than you are Or would you rather be a pig? A pig is an animal with dirt on his face His shoes are a terrible disgrace He's got no manners when he eats his food He's fat and lazy and extremely rude But if you don't care a feather or a fig You may grow up to be a pig Or would you like to swing on a star Carry moonbeams home in a jar And be better off than you are Or would you rather be a fish Fish won't do anything but swim in a brook. He can't write his name or read a book. To 
fool the people is his only thought. Though he's slippery, he still gets caught. But then if that sort of life is what you wish, you may grow up to be a fish. And all the monkeys on in the zoo, every day you meet quite a few. So you see, it's all up to you. You can be better than you are. You can be swinging. singing like that, the time passes quickly and pleasantly. Probably a lot of hours since you got up this morning and since you've probably smoked a lot of cigarettes. Let me ask you, how does your throat feel? Happy? Comfortable? Or the reverse? And how's your taste? Bored? Jaded? You know, it could be that you ought to try camels on your T-zone. That's tea for throat and tea for taste. See how your own throat responds to camels' kind, cool mildness. Let your taste tell you if it agrees with a statement that Camel's rich, full, fresh flavor doesn't go flat, holds up pack after pack, no matter how many you smoke. Your T-Zone is the best place to find out which cigarette is best for you. And the answer could be... C-A-M-E-L-S Camel's, a superb blend of costlier tobaccos. Costello, Costello, will you settle down and go to sleep? What's the matter with you? I don't know, whatever. What's the matter with you? Huh? What's the oh, matter? Oh. I can't sleep, Abbott. I'm worried about how to invest my money. Oh, that's ridiculous. Just look at you. You're, you're letting this get on your nerves. Your eyes are all bloodshot. Oh, they are? Yeah. Give me the mirror. Hey, what do you mean, Abbott? My eyes ain't all bloodshot. They're not? No, only the whites. <laughs> Listen to me, Costello. There's only one way to settle this. Tomorrow morning, we're going down to the bank and invest your $75... In war bonds. I got enough war bonds yeah. now. Uh-uh, you can't have enough bonds, Costello. Bonds mean security for you and your family. Just think, you put $75 in a bond now, and in 10 years, it's worth 100 Yeah, but I think you got something. Sure. I'm going to go right down and buy bonds with the dough. That's a way to talk. And now you can go back to sleep with tranquility. Go back to sleep with tranquility? Yes. <laughs> What's the matter? Don't you want to sleep with me anymore? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh. <sighs> I'll buy those bonds. I'll have a lot of money in 1954. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we take you into the future. The time is 10 years hence, the year 1954. The scene is the futuristic, prefabricated, air-conditioned home of Lou Costello. As we look in upon them, we find Mrs. Costello and her 10-year-old son, Cupie Costello, seated in front of their 84-tube, high-frequency, transparent plastic radar and television set. The mother speaks. Cupie, darling, uh, tune in on the television set. Your father and your Uncle Bud are on the air tonight. Archie! Do I have to listen to them dopes again? <laughs> That's no way to talk about your Uncle Bud. Now, go ahead and turn on the program. C-A-F-E-L-S. Well, good evening, folks. This is Ken Niles. Bringing you the 197,000th broadcast of the current 1954 series of the Camel Programs, featuring those two old jolly men, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 
Why, look at, look at you, Costello. Where, where have you been? Talk sense. Do you, you realize I'm, I'm trying to organize a, a baseball team? And you got that team together yet? Yep, yep. Yep. I finally got them together. Boy, Jiminy. Yep, but the players nowadays, the players nowadays surely have funny names. For, for instance, who's on first? Who is? Yes. Yes, what? No, what's on second? Ah, uh, every week, the same thing. They haven't changed their jokes in ten years. Gee, Mom, it's six o'clock. Hey, Mom, it's six o'clock. The planes are coming in from town. Uh, there goes Mr. Sherman, the banker. <laughs> working late at the office. His work has been uh, piling up on him. But I thought he just hired that new red-headed stenographer. Yeah, that's why his work is piling up. Ha-ha-ha! Whatever happened to Ted Collins? Ha-ha! <laughs> Will you be quiet? Oh, Uncle Bud, I hope you're staying for dinner. Yes, I think I'd better. After all, it, take, it takes me ten minutes to fly from Hollywood to Denver. Ten minutes? That's why you get Uncle Bud for buying that used rocket ship for months. <laughs> What are we having for dinner tonight, Mommy? Porterhouse steak broiled in creamery butter. Holy mackerel. Again? <laughs> can't we never get nothing to eat but steak and butter and butter and steak? It's driving me crazy. Why, why can't we have some of those new beans with zippers? <laughs> Good evening. Is this the futuristic prefabricated air-conditioned residence of Mr. and Mrs. Costello? Yeah. I am Mr. Blank from the bank. Thanks. <laughs> Back in 1944, Mr. Abbott and Mr. Costello purchased a number of war bonds. Those bonds have matured now, and I'm here to pay you off in cash. Oh, isn't that wonderful, Uncle Bud? It sure is. Yeah, Uncle Bud. Now you can get that mink to pay you what we wanted. <laughs> now, if you'll just sign the bonds on the back, I'll give you your money. And there's my signature. There you are. There's mine. And I'll also sign for Costello. That's froggery. <laughs> so my old man says. <laughs> and now, as you remember, the little boy here is the beneficiary on these bonds, so we'll have to have his signature. Oh, of course. Cupid, darling. Ah, uh, cut up the marsh. I won't sign. What? I'm not going to you... sign. You won't sign? Yeah. How dare you say such a thing? The way you've been acting lately, I don't know what's gotten into you. What's the matter with you? Oh, I'm a bad boy! <laughs> oh, you just wait till your father gets here. Oh, Uncle Bud, uh, snap on the Picascope screen and see who's at the back door. Well, all I can see is the garbage can. That's my pop. <laughs> um, hello, 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 dear. Hello, Heather. Hello, dear. What an exciting day I had at the stock market. Yeah. Seven up is up to seven and three quarters. <laughs> well, 
Pioneer yes. got up with that myself that time, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> yes. Just in time, Costello. This man here is here to pay us the money on those war bonds that I talked you into buying ten years ago. And your son, Cupid, refuses to sign the bonds. Oh, yeah? Yeah! Oh, yeah? Yeah! Oh, yeah? Yeah! What a stubborn kid. I might as well talk to myself. <laughs> you take Cupid into the bedroom and give him a sound thrashing? Oh, I can't do that. I can't whip my son. Why not? I'm playing both parts. <laughs> and in one part, it might hurt. <laughs> Here, use my revolver. You know the old saying, spare the rod and spoil the child. <laughs> well, you people can yap all night, but I ain't gonna sign no bonds until I know what my cut is. Cupid, your daddy wants the money for you. He wants you to have a career and a fine education. I don't care what... <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I don't... I don't want no education. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want no education. I want to be my father. <laughs> I don't know what part. <laughs> look. Look, Cupid. If you'll sign the bonds, we'll give you all the money. Well, I wasn't gonna. But you talked me into it. Well, folks, you've made a wise decision in turning the money over to the boy because you know if anything should happen to the little fellow, all the money goes to the survivors. Get it? <laughs> well, good night, folks. Good night, you little... <laughs> well, Lou, you heard what the man said. If anything happens to Cupid, <laughs> all the money goes to the survivors. Uh, do you get it? Yeah, I get it. And I... Get it. And I think I'm gonna get it too. <laughs> Let me out it. Before we bring Abbott and Costello back to normal, 1944, and you, we have a message of sincere thanks to deliver. Thanks to the Yanks of the Week. Tonight, we salute Corporal Frank J. Loretta of Denver, Colorado, who parachuted behind the German lines in France and spent two full months there, during which time he worked with the French forces of the interior and participated in the capture of more than 3,000 Germans. In your honor, Corporal Frank Loretta, the makers of camels are sending to our fighters overseas 400,000 camel cigarettes. <laughs> Each of the three Camel Radio shows honors the Yank of the Week by sending free 400,000 Camel cigarettes overseas. A total of more than a million Camels sent free each week. In this country, the Camel caravans traveling from camp to camp have thanked audiences of more than four million Yanks with free shows and free Camels. Camel broadcasts go out to the United States three times a week, a shortwave to our men overseas and to South America. Listen tomorrow to Jimmy Durante and Gary Moore. Monday to Bob Hawk in Thanks to the Yanks. And next Thursday to Abbott and Costello. Uh, well, uh, here's... Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Here's Abbott and Costello for a final word. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> good night, folks. Good night, folks. And I want to say good night to little Eunice in the hospital in Pittsburgh. Get well quickly, honey. Get well for Abbott and I. Good night. Good night. Good night, you...
you next week for another great Abbott and Costello show. And remember, try camels on your throat and your taste. See for yourself how camels' mildness, coolness, and flavor click with you. Remember that famous poet, Lord Byron? Back in your school days, you probably read him. Well, there's one great line he wrote about smoking. Something like, sublime tobacco, glorious in a pipe, when tipped with amber, mellow, rich, and ripe. That description sure goes for Prince Albert today. It's the tobacco smoked in more pipes than any other tobacco in the world. Why? Well, for lots of reasons. The rich but mild aroma, the aged-in-the-wood fragrance, the crimp cut that makes Prince Albert pack, burn, and draw just right, the no-bite treatment that makes it so gentle to your tongue, and Prince Albert's gentle to your pocketbook, too. Each regular two-ounce package holds just about 50 pipefuls. Yes, sir, a thrifty 50. So for pleasure and for price, load up with Prince Albert right now. This program was directed by Dick Mack, and this is Ken Niles wishing you a very pleasant good night from Hollywood. National Broadcasting Company.